Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Bailey, and I have Dr. Jennifer Russo with me today, and she is the owner of Kid Cairo. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? Hi, great. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm super excited. All right, so give our listeners just a rundown of your bio. Let them know what you do, how long you've been doing it. So I am a... uh, Board certified licensed chiropractic physician. So I practice in I'm an office in Franklin, Tennessee. It's Kid Cairo, and we we specialize in a couple different things. Uh, pediatrics. Um, we do we do a lot of work with kids with uh, feeding, latch, uh, colic, reflux, constipation, just to name a few things. And then we uh, we have a couple specialties: pregnancy. I'm um, utilize Webster technique. Um, really known for that. Uh, we've helped thousands of women over the years uh with, with pelvic pain sciatica you know helping adjusting different parts of the pelvis for uh faster safer labor delivery um we do a little bit of posture work postnatal care but like peds pregnancy is really kind of the meat and bones of what we do and that's what we're really passionate about is, is helping you know people find more natural solutions to some of their healthcare needs and really more solutions based care, you know, trying to get to the derivative of what the root cause of things are. And, and we're really excited about that. You know, I think a lot of people don't even know that the specialty exists within chiropractic care. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of a niche. It's it, one that we've spent, I think we've been, been in practice for over 12 years now. And it's, we've definitely grown over the years. I mean, we have patients from, you know, other states that come uh, to, to get care. And so it's very unique and different. Um, but we're very, we're very proud of that. The amalgamation of techniques we, we use for, you know, particularly with, uh, feeding and we'll, we'll go into that more in a minute, um, is really just, we've really spent the last 12 years really cracking the nut on the algorithm of that. And, you know, just kind of three simple steps it takes to get an easy baby. It's, it's just a three-step algorithm. They got to eat, sleep and poop and you have the easiest baby super they're super simple but you gotta do it is it's just those three things and you're gonna have the easiest baby uh, and and we don't realize that until we have that first baby how important those three things right are. <laughs> yes you are you kind of you kind of when you first kid is you're kind of your your bell curve you're just trying to figure it out like what do i do with it and it's just like somebody help me and that's kind of where we come in is we're like all right well let's just break this down and figure out what's going on and you know so much starts with the with the latch with the feeding mm-hmm. you got to get the feeding feeding down all those other issues that come with you know the and not being able to eat well is the colic and the restlessness and the the, the, the grunting and the fussiness and the colic and you know it's just kind of all those things just kind of go hand in hand with this is it's, it's you know it's all comes down to the, the feeding how they feed yeah, and I think that's important. My first had colic, and I didn't get any instruction on what to do. It's yeah. give them the mylocon and wait for six weeks. You right. know, it's kind of the, the manual. They don't give you the manual. 
No, there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to focus on tongue and lip ties today, but I want to talk a little bit about the pregnant mama and getting chiropractic care with them. I'm sorry, that's my dog. Um, my that's listeners good. know well, that's Latte. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there a point in their pregnancy that they need to come and see you, or is it the entire pregnancy? What advice do you have for pregnant moms? That's a great question. Well, really, one of the best ways the sooner you can come in, the sooner we can kind of get a diagnostics established on what you've got going on because every patient is different. Some people have pelvic pain, some people it's pubic bone, you know, maybe it's, it, it's pain related or maybe you just want to get ready for labor delivery. Um, what we'll do is do an initial evaluation and figure out kind of what you got going on. And then it's alignment of hip, sacrum, pelvis, pubic bone. It's an amalgamation of techniques that we've, we've really, honed down and, and again another algorithm that's taken a long time to get really good at but getting it down to like you know getting everything aligned so that labor delivery is is less painful but much faster um case of we had a patient that came in in uh lot people come in in early stages of labor if it's safe and it works where they can you know go immediately and have their baby right after but she got adjusted and just a few hours later that baby came out wow. so it's really to help get you fully effaced and dilated where you can push and then also just making sure hips, sacrum, pelvis, everything's aligned for optimal fetal position too. That's really a big part of, you know, we've had a, a lot of success with VBAC mm, and it's, yeah. And, and with right now we've noticed uh, with, with everything going on, you know, in the world, there's a huge influx of home birth. Mm -hmm. So we've been seeing a lot more people who are, you know, saying, I'm just going to take the plunge. I want to do a home birth. I'm going to be in more control and know what's going on. And, you know, it, we've, we've had a huge rise of people going, I really need to make sure that I'm good to go for this, this home birth. And so that's, that's one of the patients we had uh, just a few days ago was she was a home birth and it, it went great. So we're, we're excited to be a part of that and know, you know, have a good algorithm on how to, how to treat that and how to make it successful. Yeah, that's huge. And it just decreases some of the anxiety around that. Yeah, knowing knowing that you have something really, it's it's a lot of education because a lot of people go and they just don't know what they're doing. Like, well, I'm just here, so how, what do we do? And you just a lot of we do a lot of patient education, so you're in control, you know what's going on. And I think one of the greatest things you can have is the capacity to manage and own your own healthcare because that is a scary feeling is is being in a position where you have a health issue, and it's scary because you don't know what to do and you're trusting you know, other people, providers, whoever it is you find in your life to guide you through a situation that you're, you're just not sure about. So our goal is to make sure we know exactly what's going on and we've got a, a plan of how we're going to get through this and, and make it great. I think that's great. That is a unified theme with a lot of my podcasts, if not all of them, is just how we have to take ownership of our own health care, but find that um, yes. providers yes. that empower us to do that too. Mm-hmm. So important. You got to find a good one though. You really do. It's, it's true. You got to find somebody who, who really cares about you and what your goals are. And you know, people don't care much, you know, until they know how much you care. Right. That's just right. the truth. Yeah. And yeah. I tell people, so I it's you okay to fire your healthcare provider to find one that's a better fit. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that is part of what <laughs> podcast. So people could hear good providers in our area. Yes. Well, I love this. I love that, you know, it's, it's such a, 
technology-based era that we live in. And, and you know, I, I recently found out that I'm considered an elder millennial. So <laughs> 1980s, the millennial cutoff. So now I am, I am an elder millennial, but I didn't get the, I didn't get the tech savviness that the millennials get. So I just, wow. I just got the elder part. I'm older than that, so I didn't even get it. <laughs> we learned everything on pen and paper. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you just, you know, sharpener and that was it. Yeah. We hope it's best. <laughs> so let's talk about the peds aspect of your practice. Is there an age that is too young to come in, or does it matter? How early are you seeing infants? I don't have like a, it's not like an age. It's, it's really more or less, you know, I always tell my moms, as soon as you can get, get after labor, get kind of settled, get your bearings and, you know, come on in when you're comfortable. The sooner we can kind of see infants, we can kind of see, you know, how is labor, the easier the labor is, the less trauma there is to the, the infant we found. Cause you know, the, a lot of infants can experience, you know, trauma with the laboring process or if they're you know, breach can can cause a lot of cranial issues more palate problems just things like that so the sooner we can kind of figure out what is going on and we can do an analysis and diagnostics then we can figure better out kind of how to stay ahead of the curve because a lot of times sometimes maybe people come in maybe some maybe two or four months old and if there's all these ties then i said okay well now you've got silent reflux they arch the back when they feed they bite when they feed they refuse to feed they're colicky restless then those symptoms just keep building until they peak. And then you, you just, you get a lot of screaming and crying and you're just really, and that's exhausting. It's just kind of, yeah. you learn what to do and yeah. it's, it's, it's a difficult. So the sooner we can kind of figure out what's going on. And again, everybody's, everybody's different. There's mm-hmm. no, there's an algorithm to solution, but there's, there's no rhyme or reason why, you know, some kids have ties and it doesn't bother them at all. They feed, yeah. they feed yeah. fine. I'm like, okay, well, we're feeding and you're gaining weight. Great. we'll just you know keep keep on moving forward and if they're not we got to figure out really what's the issue and then how are we gonna what is it can we fix it and how are we gonna fix it how are we gonna make it better so that you can because the, the more ties we have and the more subluxations like rotations you know that's the thing too with birth trauma you'll get you know torticollis or flathead syndrome they'll favor the head to one side and they'll just kind of stay like this, and I'll, you know, I'll say, do we, do we turn to the left? Do we turn to the right? No, we like just like looking to the right. And when you get that flat spot on the side, we got to get that fixed. So, you know, the sooner we can kind of figure out what those issues are, get some mobility in the spine, you just kind of see them just relax and they're just, they're just so much more calm. Overall. Yeah. They're comfortable. Yeah. It's, I tell people, it's like, you know, when they kind of grunt and, uh, 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 you know, if it's gas or whatever it is, it's, you got to figure out what it is and mm-hmm. get, get, is happy baby is a happy mother. So happy the baby, the happy the mama. Yeah. So let's kind of dive into the tongue and lip ties. Um, My third had a tongue and lip tie. So it's near and dear to my heart. And I didn't know anything about it. I had two previous children and still didn't know. And I couldn't understand why is this hurting so bad? Why can't I tolerate nursing? Um, a pro. I think I'm a pro at this point, you know, and I went to my pediatrician who didn't know anything about it and kind of shooed me away, uh, tried an ENT, same thing, said, nah, it's not that bad. But I knew from my mama standpoint, this is not normal. This hurts, you know, and my baby was gaining weight. So she was getting food, but it was not tolerable for me. So right. kind of for maybe moms who don't even know about a tongue or lip tie, can you kind of like backtrack and talk about maybe what yeah. it is what to look for? 
So one of the things you look for and is again, it's usually best if it's done by a clinician, you know, either your 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 if you can your pediatrician, dentist, or somebody who knows how to lactation, a lot of lactations are trained in this, the IBLCC. So we work with a, a lot of other providers, you know, I always say it takes a village to, you know, raise a child. But one of the things we look for is, you know, signs and symptoms, because you know, babies don't talk, so they can't communicate their issues. So we look for cues. So we look for things like um clicking and smacking. Um you know, silent reflex, they arch their back when they feed, improper latch, you know, they fall off, they're fussy, it, it's, you know, they'll clamp down, it's a real hard chomp, chomp, chomp feeling. Um, you know, pain with nursing is another sign like mastitis, um, or just, you know, not gaining weight like they should. Um, so we look to see, you know, what what are the ties? There's, there's lip, top lip, which is just the front and left tissue that connects from it goes from the, the, the lip up into the gum line. In some cases, it'll, it'll go right through the teeth, um, and that's great on a scale of one to four. So you've got to find somebody who knows what they're looking for, knows how to, to look at the ties and treat the ties. And then also uh, there's, there's tongue. So the tongue can be graded from um, you know, how, how badly it keeps the tongue from being able to reach through the mouth or go side to side. And then there's also buccal ties, cheek ties. So those exist right up here above the lateral incisor. So the combination of most commonly is like lip and tongue tie, um, which it'll they'll curl the lip in, and then they'll snap when they feed. So they'll get this like like smacky, clicky sound. So I tell people just flange the lip out, and just kind of stretch it out. And again, we'll look and see what kind of stretches we need, adjustment. We're treatment-wise, we're looking at like suture lines. Cranial therapy is really what works best for that. Because I don't do, you know, we, we refer to pediatric dentists for like the laser revision therapy to we don't do clipping or cutting. Really, the main goal is getting the biomechanics of the mouth better and then the spine adjusted so that it's just an easier, smoother process. So it's easier for the mom. It doesn't have that. That pain goes away, so they can open wider. But for the infant, they can become more efficient feeders. And that's really what we're going for is efficiency. Efficiency and gain of weight. That's what we want. We want to gain weight. So do you see children who don't need a laser revision with just chiropractic care? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we'll just do conservative measures. If It depends on how comfortable the parents are. If, if they're feeding okay and they're gaining weight, then sometimes, you know, just getting the mouth, the ergonomics of the mouth better just helps with future things on the road, like hitting neurological milestone, milestones. Um, speech is a big one. Um, you know, you want to try to avoid feeding therapy, like food aversions. Um, you know, we work with feeding therapy specialists, depending on what age, you know, somebody comes in at and what their issues are. Um, uh, it just depends on what they have. But with, the sooner you can get ahead of those things and you can kind of avoid the that tricky road because when they can't hit those milestones, a lot of times we'll see behavioral issues come aboard with that. And I actually had someone last week that said that my first, you know, she had all kinds of ties. We didn't feed. We went to formula, you know, late speaker, late developer, lots of tantrums, lots of behavioral. And it was just a lack of communication. So really the main goal is, is to, to try to get some mobility and biomechanics going to create efficiency and just less pain. Yeah. Yeah. And so for those moms who do choose some sort of revision, what do y'all do post revision to help? Because it's hard. I mean, we revise our daughter and the stretches as a mom, it's really the stretches hard. They're hard. I know they're hard to do. So what we do is we just kind of make sure they're doing the stretches right. And we kind of do that based on whatever, whoever did the revision, we kind of go with reinforcing, you know, what, what instructions were you given, you know, and from our end, 
treatment wise, we're looking and seeing, you know, what, what is the inside looking like? You know, are we, are we getting more mobility? Is, are we opening wider? You know, we're working on a lot of cranial. So we're looking, making sure that, you know, the maxillary suture isn't overlaps that uh, making sure the jaw is aligned okay. you know, their jaw kind of, you know, babies don't have any real muscle ligament development. You know, that doing pelvic floor, babies are just kind of floppy. So yeah. really making sure that jaw, that jaw stays aligned. We've got mobility in the neck and that those sutures have some space where they can just kind of some soft tissue release. And then inside the mouth, a lot of people don't realize you'll, there's an inner maxillary suture. So if you go to the roof of your mouth, there's this line that goes from front to back. That suture should be kind of a horseshoe shape. But if there's lots of ties or issues, you'll see a V shape and it creates a gap of air and you get that click. So we want to make sure that's nice smoothed out. There's no one. It's divided into two sutures. That's called the palatine. So you want to make sure one, they're level, and then also the jaws aligned, and then also zygomatic suture is way back up here behind your molars. When that gets, it's almost like a, like a spring clamp where you know when they when it's tight, they don't open very wide. So you get this chomp, chompy, bitey, painful latch, and it feels like a stress while you're talking about this yeah it's like a clamp yeah it's like yeah you hurt you kind of cringe a little when you talk about it you're like oh up in there i've been there myself my, my twins had that so we had a lot of cranial work and that made a huge difference in my life because i nursed my twins for almost a year yeah so that was that was my life saving was that cranial therapy made a huge difference and you know we had a lot of flat spots because twins are just really crowded in there so they didn't have a lot of room to, to move around so but I've, I've seen this make huge changes in people's lives and we're really excited to share this information with people like what we can do to help, you know, for moms that just really are, just feel like they want to give up because it's just too hard. There, there are resources. Your sound. That's my fault. There it goes. Yeah. So I think it's really okay. for moms to know that nursing should not be painful. And yeah, it hurts, no, it's it didn't hurt, but it should not mm -hmm. hurt. And if you're experiencing severe pain, that's a sign something's yes, wrong. Something's not right. Again, you get that short, shallow latch, and you want it to be nice and wide. You want the, the mouth, the lips to flange out and have a proper latch. And you know, we also refer a lot with like work with lactation to make sure lactation, you know, is as even as the mouth loosens up and improves, sometimes you might need you know, a lactation specialist to come in and say, okay, well, maybe this is how we need to feed. You know, we need to change certain nursing positions or, you know, just to adapt to how they're changing and how they're relearning. But the sooner, the sooner you can get an evaluation analysis done, the sooner you can kind of figure out what's going on so that you don't have to retrain on how to feed because it's, yeah. it's harder to retrain them the older they get. They learn it a certain way and it's, it becomes more difficult to, to correct those patterns. Well, that makes sense. So the earlier, the better. If you even suspect something's wrong, get a Yes. Yeah. yeah. How many treatments yeah. on average, and I'm sure it varies from child to child, but how many treatments yeah. would you say? Yeah. <laughs> it does because it depends on what age they are when we start care and then also how many issues. You know, if there's other concomitant underlying issues, the more issues that are there, the longer therapy can take. But usually we start to see results within a few visits. You know, each visit you know, we kind of, we go through each symptom, you know, how's reflux today, how's sleep, how's, you know, are we more comfortable? Are we overall just kind of more relaxed? And, you know, are we, we just, how are we doing? And then each visit, I don't have like a magic number. There's just no, yeah. just, 
there's an algorithm to solution, but there's no magic number of visits because everybody comes with different needs. Sure. So it's, it depends on what, you know, that individual, you know, person's healthcare needs are. And then we try to kind of go visit to visit with, how are we doing today? And, you know, okay, maybe we have a little bit more volume of free, much like therapy, you know, you have more visits in the beginning and then you kind of taper as you, as you show improvement, as you show functional improvement, you need less care. Then you just kind of get to where you, you know, resolve those issues and come along. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So kind of walk us through maybe what a first visit would look like for a mom. Yeah. First visit is we go through, you know, all the paperwork and then we go through pretty in-depth consultation. You know, I don't, our consultations usually are about an hour, uh, hour and a half with each patient. So it depends on what we've got going on and how much, you know, I try to make sure we have enough time so that we can answer all the questions we have and make sure that we do, again, a lot of education. You know, this is so new to a lot of people. And, you know, people with, with their infants, we want to make sure as a mom, I would want to make sure someone covered every base and we give homework assignments to, and we kind of, you know, just depends on what we've got going on. But each, the first visit is just really consultation and evaluation, seeing what's going on and then seeing if it's something that we can help with. And then if also we need other providers involved, you know, again, like I said, it takes a village. Sometimes it's like, Hey, you know, we need to send off revision or we need to, you know, lactation or, you know, whatever the, the questions are, we try to make sure we, we, give enough time to really make sure everyone feels comfortable with, with where they're at. I think that's great. Just that collaboration with other professionals. Um, it really is. It just really, there's no one person that can do it all. It just, yeah. it just doesn't, you know, you gotta have a village. You gotta have a good team. And I feel like we've got a really great source of, of providers that we've really fine tuned our network of who we work with. And, and because we've really fine tuned a particular algorithm we see phenomenal results with it, really do. So um, I'm, that excites me to see the changes where I say, you know, give it a little bit, it'll be a completely different baby and they'll be so happy. Yeah, one of the things that I found is a challenge is sometimes some people come to see me and they expect me to fix it all. And I'm like you, I right. got my niche, I can't do it all, wish I could. I right. um, but then they start seeing dollar signs. They're like, oh, I have to see this person, this person, this person. And it's overwhelming right. sometimes. But it I is communicating on the front end that we all have our role and we try to support each other, but sometimes it does take more than one healthcare professional to solve an issue. It does, but I found the sooner you can invest the resources, the less you have to spend later down the road. I agree. Yeah. Because you know? it can be something that could be a much more expensive problem later down the road because it didn't right. get fixed, you know? So it's, it's, it's kind of depends on, yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and all those problems just multiply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Is there anything kind of new in the world of tongue ties and lip ties? Any, um, I don't know if it would be research or just things that you're seeing that you feel that moms might need to know. I, I think that there's, I think the new thing is just the, the availability of information and resources, you know, things like this where people maybe get a, a blog or a podcast, something where they get information, just kind of just a tidbit of information that kind of sparks an interest to go, Hey, you know, I think that might be my, that might be a little bit what I have going on or my baby's going on or, you know, whatever it is. It's, I think the accessibility of information, the resources, but I think the diagnostic tools to really look and dive in and, and say, you know, Hey, that's what this, this is. And, you know, we can, we can look at diagnostics and there's, there's treatment. So the biggest difference is the availability of resources and being able to figure out what this is and being able to have successful outcomes of, of what's going on. So I think the number of resources dedicated 
to around ties is definitely definitely exponential even when my kid you know my kids are nine now and you know back then there were no resources for this at, really at all it was just if you had it you clipped it and that was it and now you know there's so you know there's there's you know dentists doing laser revision you know there's some phenomenal things happening that give accessibility to resources and greater resources for treatment options so i think that really makes a big difference do you see the difference between having the ties clipped versus laser or do you have an opinion on that yeah and it, it depends on you know who does it again every provider is different i feel like with laser you know with the way it's done um it your main goal and that's part of what the stretches are why they're done for 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 so long and for the frequency is infants have accelerated healing their 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 entire body is based on just healing healing and growing at an accelerated rate from you know zero to five and so you want to you know it's the one time you want to prevent it from healing that's why you keep doing those stretches because you don't want it to grow back with cutting it can grow back but it could grow back in a weird way with laser it's generally from what we've seen in our clinic is the results tend to be you know it, it lasts longer like there's less chance of it growing back because they cauterize we're real deep down where the tie starts so we've just seen better results with that and clipping um, again, we've had kids where they've had it clipped and they're just fine too. Yeah. So it depends on the comfort level of, of, of the parent really. You know, like I said, it's hard to have a one size fits all treatment plan, but we have a decent amount of predictability with outcomes and, and with algorithms that we use to, to help treatment. So that, that's really what we go and we focus on. I think one of the biggest fears for a mom is hurting their baby. You know, they don't want anything yeah, painful. And it was the hardest decision as a mom to do. We did the laser revision, like I said, and very hard decision, but it was the best thing we could have done for my daughter. It helped so many things. Um, what a, And it wasn't painful. The hardest part was her being held still. <laughs> the, the actual revision, I don't feel like was painful for her. She just didn't want to be held down. Um, mm -hmm. but what about chiropractic care? Is it painful at all for the child? Because I think that's what moms are always worried about. Yeah. No, no. And, and, and again, I've been doing pediatrics pregnancy for over a decade. You know, I've, I've worked with intern, we've had interns come through our clinic and we've, we've taught and trained other chiropractors and safety procedures and techniques. So the way we adjust a baby is using cranial light SOT techniques. It's very minimal pressure. You're just kind of, you know, gently it's very very gentle touch it's not aggressive or painful at all um the idea is that usually most of the time during adjustment they'll relax and calm down and they're usually very calm through the process most of the time they either sleep through it or they'll they'll pass out and sleep after but again if 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 we've got a baby and they're crying and they're really uncomfortable before we even start treatment we'll say listen what can we do to make you comfortable do we need to eat do we you know mainly it's getting anxiety and fears of of mom so we'll talk for an hour at least before we even get into any kind of evaluation or diagnostics. My goal is the more comfortable a mom is, the more comfortable baby is, everyone's just comfortable. And then we do, you know, diagnostics and then we kind of very lightly ease our way into care. Because I know a lot of people have trepidation about, you know, doing things like that because they don't want their baby to be in pain. But really our main goal is getting baby out of pain. Yeah. Getting them comfortable and getting them more relaxed and getting just everything smoother and easier. Again. They got to eat, sleep, and poop. As long as you can do those three things, usually life is pretty easy. Yeah. So, some are more complicated, obviously. Some have, you know, there are other issues. But really, this is really the main, 
the logistics, those three big things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard most babies sleep through chiropractic care and they actually sleep the whole way home and they do better and they love it. But I wanted to get that out there for the parents who might be concerned. It's not, I think people have in their image, you know, what chiropractors do, snap, crack, pop. Yeah, the snap and the pop, like, no, 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 that's no. not happening. That's not happening with kids. Not with us. We're not doing that with kids. No. Kids, it's very gentle. It's very, because we want them to be excited about coming. And so you know, it's, it's usually that second or third visit that we have the follow up. It's that, Oh, we slept so good. Or, Oh, it just, everything was just so much easier. Or, oh, you know, less spap and we're just, we're turning our head. And, you know, my favorite is when, and, you know, we say we, I get a smile, my first smile, you know, cause the first few visits, if they're just so colicky and then I said, just a couple visits and I'll get a smile in there somewhere. And usually I'll get a big, like a, you know, just that, that, that makes me excited. Like that big smile, you're like, ah, oh, there we are. We're back. We're happy. Yeah. So that's a big moment for us. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's why you do what you do. Yeah. It is. <laughs> love it. Love babies. What about pooping? Do you do anything that helps them poop? Yes. So a lot of the pooping is just getting nervous system balance, but we also look at kind of, you know, are there things in the diet that we need to eliminate like dairy, gluten, things that they can't process things that might be in you know mom's milk um you need probiotic we need enzyme blend and then also just alignments of uh sacrum and tailbone really help that and that's usually connected with some sort of birth trauma the more rotated the neck is you know the spine's all one big slinky it's all connected so we look from top to bottom sacrum cranial you know we look at everything and we just want to make sure everything's aligned so the nervous system can function full like it needs to but usually that's it's it's sacrum tailbone you know dairy you know things that can impede the pooping process because you know you want them going as much as you can you got to have it in and out so pooping is not having a, a baby that poops can be really difficult i think this is important to get out there i've had a lot of friends ask me this question that had children who they said were not pooping or were constipated when go mm -hmm. seven days at a time and so i think it's important for people to know that chiropractic care can help that you know, I think they do try to, women nowadays, you know, we try to adjust our diets. I think that's the first thing, luckily, right. people are on board with now. But after that, mm -hmm. they don't know what to do, you know? Right. Right. If they're still, they might try the gripe water, mm -hmm. you know, little things here and there, the gas drops. But it, it's really, again, it, it, everything goes back to the mouth. You really got to get the feeding solid. Cause you get a lot of air in there you get gas, you know, you get, you get backed up. So really it's, we try to also give other little tidbits of information too that might help, you know, things that we've just learned from experience um, that could help be useful at home, you know, positions that you can hold baby in or like, you know, a little tummy massage, like bye-bye bubbles and rainbows if they get gassy and they're, you know, they're just struggling to get it out. Things that you can help at home facilitate, you know, without having to use any, you know, you know, anything serious. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's just so important because it's uncomfortable for baby and moms just don't know what to do, you know? Right. And they just cry. That's their means of communication. They, yeah. they cry until you figure it out. So you got to go through the steps and figure out what's not working so we can get, we can have a happy baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is there any way to look at babies and know they have a tongue or lip tie? Can you tell just from a vision, like a mom? I know you can as a clinician, but right. being a mom's way. Um, He's a mom. You can kind of tell if you can't peel the lip up, you'll see the tie go all the way through the first two teeth and they'll go right up in the gums. And sometimes it's real thick. Sometimes it's long and stretchy. You know, if it's, if it's longer, you can phalange that lip out. Cause again, you want to get a nice 
good suction seal, you know, the tongue, they'll keep it real low. And again, the clicking is one of those telltale signs and they, they click and they smack and, you know, just, you know, buckles a little harder their way up in there, but really the tongue and the lip where they just can't move the tongue. So they can't stick it out. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really go to the roof. It doesn't go side to side. So you want to trace it. It needs to move around. Um, you know, if you do PT, OT, those some exercises, stretches to kind of help you move it around and train. And then there's different teethers that we recommend that mm-hmm. help at home. Um, that give you different textures and can you just kind of getting some mobility in the mouth. And then, you know, you'll notice as that, that the mouth gets more billing, the tongue, they'll start to stick it out and they'll just kind of, kind of. <laughs> yeah. They're it out. There. Yeah. They're like, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, I can just stick it out at people. It's great. What do you That's say to moms when they ask, well, how did this happen? Or why did this happen? Mm. It's a good question. Still trying to work on the logistics of that. Yeah. You know, I think, I think they've been, and if, that's a tricky one. Yes. You know, trying to find the research. Is it, you know, mutations, genetic mutations, mutations are, is this, you know, what exactly is causing, you know, these are, these are considered midline cleft defects, like midline genetic defects. So it could be combinations of mutated genations. Is this, you know, food, what products that alter genetics over time, I, I've seen, I've definitely seen a spike in this over the years. We're still trying to kind of get logistics and research information together of what causes this. You know, really the best thing is really going off of, you know, diagnostics and treatment, having better diagnostics and how to look for these things and how to help make it easier to feed is really the main goal. So getting diagnostics and, and, and options for making, making it easier to feed really is really the main goal. Yeah, I'm so glad you said that because as a mom, the first thing I did was went to Google and then you read about the cleft defects and you start, I mean, I was checking the butt crack. I was looking for a tough. Yeah, you look at the dimples and the the robbery mark on the back of the head, yeah. You start looking for all the worst case scenarios, which may or may not be there, you know, but I think it's important for moms to go to someone like you or, you know, a seasoned clinician who deals with tongue and lip ties before they yeah. jump off a bridge looking at the what ifs, you know? Yeah, Google Google is a great source of information, but can it be a very scary place or even a dark rabbit hole that you can go down? So it, it's it's some good resources and good information, really making sure that we get accurate information, good information, education, you know, not dark, dark tunnel yeah. rabbit holes of, you know, where you 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 get information. So yeah, I think it's important to go to a provider who's going to empower you and calm your nerves. And even if it is a scenario, they're there to help you through that. Yeah. And there are all sorts of variations of other things that can go with the tongue and lip tie. And sometimes it really the tongue and lip tie, but you know, and it takes a village, you know, and sometimes like, you know, if we're treating with, with, you know, what kind of how your vision of your, with your clients and your patients is, you know, analyzing, doing the full analysis of pelvic floor and figuring out like, what do we need to do to strengthen you? And how can we help heal you, you know, post your labor or pre-labor to get you prepared for that? So it's, it's, it's an in-depth process of going with each patient, figuring out what their needs are and how we can get you, you know, to where you are wanting to be, where you want to be and where you need to be. Because sometimes there are two different places. Right. Yeah. So what did I forget to ask you? What, if you could share mm. something with moms? Yeah. Ooh. 
Yeah. That's that's a long answer. <laughs> it's going to take a while. It's going to be a few days. That's okay. <laughs> Anything on your brain? Because I know there's a lot there. I think we've kind of hit the main highlights. I think really just knowing that there's resources that you can, you know, chiropractic field has made so many advancements. And, you know, I'm excited to see how so much more receptive and responsive people are just because people are looking for more alternative health solutions, you know, functional medicine is really on the rise. And there's these natural solutions that people are seeking make me excited because so many people are, are, are open to what we do and accepting of it. And, you know, having people come in like, Oh, you help my friend, her baby is, you know, great now. And you, you know, that's what we want. So the resources that are available now to people are so much more and it's exciting to see how much more receptive people are to, to these alternate solutions and getting, you know, and we work with a lot of pediatricians too. We get a lot of referrals from pediatricians and that's exciting. That's, you know, as a chiropractor, that's not easy to get. No. So it, it's we've worked hard to populate relationships where people can trust us and, and feel comfortable with that. And, you know, we're, we're excited to, to be able to co-treat. Again, it takes a village. It's not a singular thing, but just knowing there are resources out there for, Things like reflux, latch, torticollis, plagiocephaly, you know, resources for moms to make their lives easier, you know, things that, you know, can help with fussy, colicky babies, even, you know, kids that get older and have bed wetting, you know, chiropractic can help lots of different things, allergies, you know, we had kids with, with asthma issues over the years, and that's, again, more nutrition, food-based, but, you know, it's so much more than just chiropractic, it's looking for more natural solutions to what your healthcare needs are. And again, it's finding what your goals are, what you want and what you need. And really making realistic goals and plans. For that. Yeah. Just a holistic way to look at a whole human. Not Yeah. Just and that's like really just like on the rise right now you know, with okay. everything going on. People want, to, people want to be as healthy as they can. Um, especially in the middle of a global crisis, you know, people really want to get their ducks in a row and, you know, what can we do to be as healthy as possible? And I think that's, that's a goal for, for everybody right now is, yeah. is how can we be healthier, you know, now and moving forward into the, into the future. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And we have some great providers here in Nashville. I'm not from really here, do. just like most people aren't from here. And I'm mm -hmm. so thankful that I've immersed myself in this area because I've been, even in just the last two years, seeing the numbers of, like you said, functional medicine docs. And, oh, yeah. It's I mean, some great resources. Yeah, there's some great, mm -hmm. great resources, functional med, you know, Pete Dentistry, um, you know, chiropractors that do AK, you know, there's, there's, you know, PT, pelvic floor, it's, it's, you know, OTPT for, for lactate, you know, lactation specialists. There's a huge mecca of really great resources here that, you know, I think people are excited, you know, to, to have access to. So, you know, if I could, the greatest advice I give people moving in this area is to just take advantage of, you know, we had a neighbor that just moved in across the street, you know, they're from North Carolina and and I said, there are so, and she's a PA. And I said, you know, there's so many phenomenal resources at your fingertips here in Nashville. And yeah. take advantage of everything you can that can benefit you or your family. Um, right. I, that's, I've, I've definitely seen that in the last 12 years of, of clinic is Nashville's really just kind of blown up mm -hmm. with this. And that's, that's, 
Yeah, I think it's huge. And I'm, I'm meeting new providers every day. And I'm very excited yeah. to see what different people offer. And I can tell quickly if they're like-minded or not. You know, you can yeah. get a grasp on if they're really holistic if, or if they're old school, if you will. <laughs> and I don't yeah, mean because I'm old, but I feel like uh, <laughs> you're not old. Open-minded view on this. <laughs> okay, so tell people how they can find you. Yes, we are, we can be found lots of different ways now. Uh, our, our website is kid at Cairo. That's K-Y-D-K-Y-R-O.com. We actually just had a website revamp. We completely redid our website. We've got tons of information on it, tons of resources, links. Um, we've got a, a blog that we've got going on. So we've got tons of, of information on our website. So we've jam-packed that with info. Um, you can find us, we are on social media, Instagram, Kid Cairo, um, Facebook. We try to make sure we put a lot of great content out. Content creation is very important. It's all education, informational based. Um, uh, our office is in the heart of Franklin in our, our office number 615-771-2700. And, um, we've got an amazing office manager who's great with, with answering any questions over the phone and getting, setting consultation. Couple of ways you can find us. Um, is, is that? Did I get it? Ah, on? that's great. And we'll put it. Yeah, the social media is blowing yeah. up. We yeah. get lots of content and information on on social media now. So we're trying to really jump on that platform and, and provide you know pretty regular weekly content about uh, information, little tidbits of things that people can use, and and we film weekly. So we're we're excited to really be getting, getting out there, you know, podcasts. This is also a great way. I think what you're doing is phenomenal. I think this is a really great way to get information out. That's one of the, those common ways people, when they, when they're in their car, they're on a podcast now. No one really, the radio is, is, is going away. So, uh, it's, it's a great way to get information out is, is, is podcast. I think this is a wonderful platform to really get education and information out to people. You need know, for your mom at three in the morning, nursing her baby, you might be there for 45 minutes. You're like, Hey, let me throw on a podcast. How can I get rid of clicking so I can, you know, not have a 3 a.m. wake up call. That's a great, so a, yeah. a great, great platform really is. I tell everybody, this is my marketing. I don't spend a dollar on marketing, just my podcast, but I spend a pretty penny on my podcast. So it's okay. It all comes out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we've, we've, done it. we've been around long enough. We've done it all. We've done, you know, events, we've done TV, we've done, you know, I've done speaking engagements. They've all excited. You know, I always talk about how you can get information out is how you can get information out. You never know where someone could find you or, you know, find just a tidbit of information. Maybe you, you mentioned something and it's a, a just a bit of information that gets someone to a stepping stone to the next step of their life or the next chapter that gets them to where they need to be. So, you know, nothing's ever wasteful. I feel like everything has a, a purpose or a pathway for you to get to where, you know, the next step that you need to be is. Yeah. So. The information's out there and people are starting to give it away for free. Now people are really yes. trying yes. to help people. And I think that's yeah. phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me and giving great content to our listeners. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm super yeah. excited. This was great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'll definitely have you back on. So everybody check out Kid Cairo. I'll put all of her information in the show notes. Hey. And 
And of course, when this podcast comes out, I'll blast it all over my social media too. But anyway, hope everybody has a great week. Thanks again for listening. I apologize again for not having a podcast this past week, but I was all in the middle of trying to figure out what to do with my kids this coming school year. So we figured it out and whew, it's, I feel for all the moms, educators, teachers, I feel school board, like this is not easy. But anyway, thanks y'all for giving me a break for a week just to figure out my life. Anyway, everybody have a great week. Thanks.